on November 27th, 1970, George Harrison released All Things Must Pass. This is the Dr. Zeus podcast, and I bring that up because today would have been his birthday. So happy birthday, George Harrison. Some would call the shy beetle, or maybe he was just the funny beetle. After years of getting maybe two songs in per album, George Harrison began to stockpile songs. And when the Beatles broke up, he already put into motion the double album, All Things Must Pass. I mean, you think of Paul McCartney put out a single album. John Lennon and Ringo each followed. George Harrison's All Things Must Pass was the first number one album by a former Beatle was nominated for Album of the Year at Lost to Carole King's Tapestry. It had such hits as My Sweet Lord, Wah Wah, What Is Life, um, Beware of Darkness, the title track, All Things Must Pass. George Harrison was a prolific writer, a prolific musician. This man was zen. There was a very interesting documentary that I watched years ago, Living in a Material World, about George Harrison. And his wife said that for 30 years, he would do this um, chant in preparation for his death one day. So he prepared for his own death for 30-something years. And the night that he died, she said the room glowed. So... Here was this man, you know, wealth, material possessions, and started to realize that fame wasn't the goal. And when they went to see the Maharishi, he had found enlightenment. And the rest of the Beatles were just like, I don't know what level he's on, but we got off the level. So George listened to the inner self, his inner being, you know, like when we talk about um, being one with yourself, you know, had a very um, tempestuous love affair with Patty Boyd. And later she left him and went with Eric Clapton. Layla, that's what that's about. Yeah. They remained friends, you know, throughout the years. In fact, Clapton is famously on. Um while my guitar gently weeps so you know George Harrison I mean think of the friends he was friends with Tom Petty he is playing on I Won't Back Down they created the Traveling Wilburys with Bob Dylan and um, uh, Roy Orbison and um Jeff Lynn, you know, of uh, ELO, Electric Light Orchestra. Say that five times fast. In fact, when ELO was not uh, inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Danny Harrison, son of George Harrison, inducted them. Profound, profound. So what do we say to George Harrison today on his birthday? He loved Monty Python. He loved him so much that he financed the film. He basically put his house up to finance the film. That's a true fan right there. So I just want to give 
Thanks to George Harrison. I think What Is Life is probably my favorite song of his. And All Things Must Pass. Wawa. There's a weather quality to Wawa. I love the weather. Certain songs have weather moments to me. Um, Beware of Darkness. Oh, my God. You know, it, it is a profound album. And then in the 80s, Cloud Nine, you know, I got my mind set on you. I mean, George Harrison was... You know, the concert for Bangladesh. What else can we say, you know? He was a profound man, you know. So I want to give him thanks today. I was listening to while my guitar gently weeps. I think within you, without you, though, that is... That and Blue Jay Way. Years ago, they put out Love this Beatles remix album to coincide with the Cirque du Soleil. And what they did is, if you've ever listened to Tomorrow Never Knows by the Beatles, it is one of their trippiest songs. What they did is they took the beat and the instrumentation of Tomorrow Never Knows and put George Harrison's vocal on it from within you and without you. So it's very profound to listen to. It's beautiful. And this is the Dr. Zeus podcast. You know, I grew up listening to the Beatles. My father raised us on the Beatles. So I'm very aware of George Harrison and Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr and John Lennon. And maybe we could say that George Harrison had, out of all of them, the, the normal life. The normal life. I mean, a lot of upheavals, as everyone has. So this is the Dr. Seuss Podcast, and we'll be back after these messages, because tonight I want to salute baby Peggy, because I love films. I love silent films. I love, I saw the documentary on her. She lived to be 101. So we're going to talk about baby Peggy and what knowledge I have of baby, baby Peggy, okay? Um, while we be, I'm tongue-tied. We'll be back. And now for the Dr. Zeus podcast tribute to baby Peggy in her own words, Diana Sarah Carey. In uh, Laguna Beach at a time when there was no one there except a few artists. And it was just literally nothing there. It's hard to believe because now it's, it's built solid. But we stayed in the only hotel that was there in 1923. And it had neither running water or heat or lights. And... Uh, so it was quite primitive. We worked six weeks nearly on a yacht that was hired. And we worked on an offshore. And of course, I love that film because um, it, it gave me a chance to, as you know, the others were all kind of childish, and, but they were comedian things. But this was serious. And it wasn't my first feature film, but it was my fourth. But it was the first time that I really felt the weight of the importance of something. I was old enough, I guess, by then. I was four and uh, had just really turned five. And so um, I worked with Robert Bosworth and Irene Rich, who were wonderful, great actors. And neither of them had carried over a lot of the uh, dated, archaic gestures and hair tearing. And, you know, they were very solid experienced people 
And I always related very well to men, but uh, because I'd worked around men and crew and everything all my life and worked with my father and the cowboys. But um, Hobart Bosworth had a long, interesting career and he was expressing, he told me things about what he'd done. He ran away from home as a boy and went to sea. And then he took the stage and then he, he lost his voice on the stage. And in those days there were no restoration businesses. So he was offered a job in Hollywood because it was silent. And it was such, it struck me as such an interesting fact, you know. And I just, I took, took to him and we worked so well together. And I liked the part because a little girl had been washed ashore. And he and I worked together as a little girl who helped him all the chores. And because I was a very responsible child and knew that I was the one that was the breadwinner, which people don't believe, but I knew that. And so I love the fact that this little character was very responsible too. When he overslept and didn't light the light, she grabs the, the, light, the lantern and she goes all the way up the stairs and she saves the day, you know. In those days, child stars, Jackie and I, and say Roddy McDowell later, were heroic children. And that was, not always, but it was, a, it was the I, ideal model for children. And when I came back many years later as an historian, I had been out of the country, and I noticed that children had become kind of and there you have it, baby Peggy dead at 101. Rest in peace, unpleasant dreams.